The July 4th holiday is just around the corner and your neighbors may well celebrate Independence Day with a firework display in their front yard. Unfortunately for our pets, the repeated loud bangs and bright flashes of light can prove quite scary. Dr. Jennifer Nunnery joins our podcast today with some tips and strategies for alleviating the fear, anxiety, and stress for our pets associated with Scary Boom Boom Day. So break out the bottle rockets and sparklers and let's begin with the Family Pet Podcast. Welcome into the next episode of the Family Pet Podcast, the podcast for curious pet parents where we believe the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. I'm your host, Michael Shirley, joined as always by my co-host, Stephen Shirley. But not only do we have Stephen, we have a, a whole plethora of guests here today. Uh, but Stephen, I'll start with you. Welcome in. Hi, Michael. How's it going today? It's going all right. Hey, it's what's your favorite holiday of the year? My favorite's uh, Thanksgiving. I knew that that was what you were going to say. Well, we are brothers and That's have spent, uh, how old are you? 43 Thanksgivings together at this point. I don't remember all of them. Yeah. But... Yes. I, I remember all of your Thanksgiving. There you go. So what's your second favorite holiday? Do you have a second favorite? Thanksgiving. Again, <laughs> my yes. first, second, <laughs> and third. Yes. That's the one I love. Well, my, my second favorite is the 4th of July. Not only because... It's Becky's birthday. We became... We had a sister. That's our one and only the sister. The one and only sister, the poor sister. Uh, but it's also fireworks. I love fireworks. I have, yes, you do. Unfortunately, <laughs> for those people out there, if you want to take a, a real run down a rabbit tra- trail and learn about all the times Michael's been in trouble with the police with fireworks. It's a lot. <laughs> it's more than just one year. <laughs> and it's more than when he was just a child. It's when he's an adult. Yeah. Even all the way to our brother's birth, uh, wedding. Yes. To, yeah. We, or when we... Almost we blew learned, ourselves up. We learned that in yes, that's true. <laughs> we learned that in Murfreesboro, you are only allowed to shoot fireworks until July the sixth. But if not the seventh is not allowed, but the sixth you can, but not the seventh. We okay. did it on the seventh, got in trouble. But anyway, we digress. We're going to talk about fireworks today. Why? Because it's a not. It's a fun time of the year for some people. And it's a terrifying time of the year for other people, but also many, many pets. And so we're joined today in studio with Dr. Jennifer Nunnery, uh, one of the veterinarians at Family Pet Health. Welcome in, Dr. Nunnery. Hi. This is, is this your first podcast? It is my first podcast. We are getting a lot of uh, first-time podcast people here, which is great. So don't sweat. I know you're a little nervous. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Definitely. It's, this is This is less stressful than a splenectomy or something so okay i promise cystotomy i mean those things (laughs) you'll be great you'll be great we also have a guest uh Alyssa uh howell thank you for being here with us Alyssa. she is a veterinary student that is going to be with family pet health all through the summer all the way until august so you will get to hear from Alyssa later on through the summer through some future episodes but Alyssa, welcome in Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. And this is also your first podcast, right? It is, yes. But, but not your first time in front of a microphone. No. D1 soccer player uh, from Florida turned veterinary student. And hopefully uh, hopefully you get to learn something from us this summer. But you're learning today about podcasts. So good. <laughs> She's like, I don't know if I like this or not. <laughs> so. This was not in the contract. <laughs> That's right. Well, welcome in, everybody. We're going to talk a little bit about firework anxiety or firework aversion. 
So, Dr. Nunnery, let's just start with that. What is, when I say a, my pet is has firework aversion or firework anxiety, what, what does that mean? So, it usually means that they are reactive in some way with the noise and smells and things that go, the light that goes on with the fireworks. And that can be trembling, it can be barking, it can be pacing, destructive behavior, seeking comfort, whining, hiding, all kinds of things. Salivation is another one. Um, but they are generally just reacting to what's going on out in outside. And why is that a concern to us? Like, why wouldn't we just put them in their crate and walk away and say, well, we'll maybe in a few days this will all calm down? Well, it's uncomfortable for them and often for the people in the room with them. Um, we don't want our pets to be scared of anything, uh, especially the kind of terror that comes with this particularly. Um, so we, we don't, we do what we can to alleviate that and, and make it easier on them. So we talked about firework anxiety. You just used the word terror to, <laughs> yes. to describe something. Terror to me sounds much more significant than anxious. Yeah, and I think there there's definitely a spectrum of behaviors. There, there's everything from just a little nervous and looking around like, what's going on? What is that? And, and panting and, and salivating um, to dogs that will run. Um, if they're outside, some will leave the fence and run just until they are feeling safe or completely worn out. Um, some will be destructive in the house and scratch the door or jump on the bed or tear up whatever's close by or go through windows or screens. Um, so there really can be some horrible reactions, um, but it is a spectrum, certainly. But, but I think many are terrified. And so that is clearly not something I want my pet to, to experience. I, I don't want that, but I can't prevent my next door neighbor from... No, no, no. let's just be... <laughs> you are not going to prevent people in in the America <laughs> from blowing up the fireworks. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh, I just want to use the Joe Dirt list of all the fireworks. <laughs> Can I just do... I'm going to work it in here in just a minute somehow or another. So... We know that we know I'm going to shoot fireworks. I'm mm -hmm. going to do it. I, I, not, I will go to the city's big fireworks show, but we will certainly buy some amount of fireworks at our house and shoot them off. It's fun mm -hmm. and it's a celebration of our country and, and all of that. I'm, I'm, I'm much more responsible with my fireworks usage than I used to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's a video that puffs up on my Facebook feed every year. Maybe we'll share it. Maybe we'll share it on the Family Pet Health Facebook feed this year. But anyway, um, so so we know that people are going to shoot fireworks. So you've already mentioned a couple of things. I was I made a note about dogs running away and destroying the house and things like that. So we we know that people are going to shoot fireworks. We know that many of our pets are not used to that, so it's something new, and they get nervous. Um, so what are some, what are some, um, steps that we can take to, uh, decrease the anxiety, fear, anxiety, and stress that our pets experience at this time of the year? Sure. Uh, so being present, if at all possible, if you know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, if your particular neighborhood has a 
designated time, be present with your pet if at all possible. Um, it's best to try to get them in a room that's sort of interior to the house so they're not going to see the flashes and the sound is going to be dampened. Um, you can uh, get some music playing, some soft music playing to give a little distraction. Sometimes I think lights on is better, especially if you've got windows in that space so that there's not as much the flash isn't quite as uh, bright for them or doesn't there's not as much difference um, uh, and a lot of these things too I think a lot of dogs that have firework phobias are also reactive for thunderstorms so seasonally you're going to sort of be prepared for this because thunderstorms come up in the summer too so a lot of those dogs are the same things are going to help for your thunderstorm phobic dogs. Um, some dogs really like to have a crate or um, I've had clients who had a table that you could put a blanket over and the dog would go willingly under that table just to have a place that felt safe and secure. Um, uh, for the fireworks, going for a walk earlier in the day to get some energy out and, and get them tired before mm. all of this starts is a really good idea. Um, Especially if you know that your pet is stressed out by fireworks, go on their nightly walk before, before dark. It starts. <laughs> that yes. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, yes, we took absolutely. Maverick two years ago on a walk, and our one of our neighbors down the street shot bottle rockets at that moment uh, that came right across at us. That was a that was an experience. We learned don't walk at night in that neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I do encourage people who live in neighborhoods that talk to each other to get the word out that this is hard for pets and it's hard for babies and it's hard for veterans in, mm -hmm. in a lot of places and, and getting a community discussion of limiting the hours and, and having people understand that knowing is going to help all of those people who are dealing with the difficulty of the bang and the, the flash and, and all those things. And I love fireworks too. Um, currently living with a firework phobic dog, it's less pleasant than it yeah, was when I was 10. <laughs> and I really loved shooting off, you yeah. know, bottle rockets, but it's, uh, it helpful to be aware as a community, uh, and, and try to keep that contained in some way. That's a really good idea. I, I, I never thought about use your Facebook, uh, neighborhood group or your next door group good instead of just complaining <laughs> right. but try to be proactive but realize that people are going to shoot them and yeah. don't try to just tell everybody that they shouldn't shoot fireworks and go to the city's presentation anyway because you're going to lose the argument before you start mm -hmm. people are going to shoot fireworks we can all agree on that somebody in your neighborhood is going to be shooting yes. them so try to educate them on hey we know you're going to celebrate we are we're proud to be an American as well, and we want, we're want we not trying to infringe on anyone's rights to shoot off fireworks, but could we agree to try to wait until 6 p.m. so that we can all plan accordingly? Right. Yeah, right. that's a good idea. I like that. So one thing you haven't talked about yet, and maybe it's on your list, mm -hmm. is medications. Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about, um, I know that starting in June, we encourage people to go ahead and fill their pet's anxiety meds and, and sedatives ahead of time. Uh, so tell us a little bit about um, those medications. Mm -hmm. what, do they need a prescription and an exam before those? And just kind of walk us through some sure. of that. Yes. So most important is to talk to your veterinarian about what's best for your pet uh, and based on what you've seen um, and, and what you expect. 
you are going to need an exam. You are going to need a prescription, sometimes multiple prescriptions, sometimes multiple drugs work together to alleviate things as well. Uh, some of the more commonly prescribed medications for this are trazodone, Saleo, acepromazine, and Valium. Uh, some of those work better than others in some dogs. Um, you definitely want to get it in time to give it a try before you expect fireworks. So on a Saturday afternoon, what does this medication do for my dog? Um, Valium and alprazolam can have paradoxical excitement, which is the last thing you want when a firework phobic dog is experiencing firework phobia. Paradoxical excitement. Uh, yes. you, you, you lost. <laughs> Alyssa, do you know that word yet? <laughs> have you learned about paradoxical? Oh, I can't even say it. <laughs> what What do you mean? There? So that means that when you expect an animal to be quiet and calm, you get um, completely the opposite. They get excited. They get worried they get anxious they I had a cat that experienced this on our trip when we moved from Tennessee to Pennsylvania um, I hadn't tried the Valium and sure enough she had a paradoxical reaction and she alligator rolled in her carrier and meowed for 12 hours oh my gosh um, it was uh, now hilarious but <laughs> at the time it was it was a tough trip um, so you don't want that so you want to know <laughs> Literally, what your dog's gonna do the, the car trip and the cat <laughs> and was the having cat a Tough, tough, tough trip. trip for sure. <laughs> um, so you don't want that happening. Um, you want to know how your dog is going to react to cats too, but but mostly we're talking dogs here um, to whatever medication. Um, acepromazine is something that's been used a lot for years and years, but of late we've we know that it's really a tranquilizer. It doesn't have any anti-anxiety effects, and so if that's the drug, you may need something to balance that. Um, trazodone is anti-anxiety. Saleo is a newer drug, and it, it's really nice, and, and it is actually licensed for uh, noise-phobic animals. So it's, it's a really good option. Um, so talk to your vet about what's going to be a good thing to try for your animal. And, um, I didn't hear you mention give them some of your own medications. Yes. And I didn't hear you mention give them NyQuil or Benadryl. Um, so can you talk? Can you just <laughs> so, what I'm getting at here, Doctor Nunnery? Is I yes. want you to tell people <laughs> don't give them your own meds okay. um, because we don't know how they're going to react. The doses are very different sometimes for dogs and people. You you definitely don't want to just pull something off the shelf. Um, Benadryl, diphenhydramine don't really do a whole lot. Again, we're looking at something that's kind of a mild tranquilizer versus something that's anti-anxiety. Um, they may be a little calmer to the eye, but they may still have the, the high heart rate and the pacing and the anxiety. Um, another thing I, I forgot to mention is the vest, the um, mm. anti-anxiety vest. The thunder shirt is one of those, um, but you can also use a snug t-shirt um, to put on the animal, sort of like a swaddle for a baby. That's another thing that I think works um, in addition. There are going to be some pets that need long-term drugs. So like my thunderstorm-phobic dog is on fluoxetine every day um, of her life, and that keeps it makes things easier when the thunderstorms come up and the fireworks come up. Um, she comes to me when she feels the storm coming on. I put on her thunder shirt. I give her a trazodone, and generally 
that's all it takes to have her curl up. She, it, it's almost placebo at this point. I think she recognizes, oh, relief is coming, and she'll curl up and and get comfortable and and really does quite well. Um, but she does have something on board all year round. So that is something that you can talk to your vet about as well if you have a dog that's got severe um, phobia, noise phobia. Um, so you can layer things and, and we do, we do the quiet, we do the music, we do the thunder shirt. We've, we've done all of those things too. And, um, so there's a lot to be done. So you, it is safe to give, uh, an anxiety medication with a mild tranquilizer. You, you can work those together mm-hmm. and, but you need to make sure that you're doing it with your veterinarian. Yes, definitely talk to your veterinarian about any, any mixing of any drugs. You know, I want to know if there are things that are going to interact um, but there Y'all are, are so cocktails. smart. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, I think everybody out there knows that the veterinarians are special, but the <laughs> fact that you can be in surgery doing one thing and then come out and be a pharmacist talking about medications and interactions and then be over here and the next thing you're doing a dental it's just amazing that what you all all know and so I'm I'm in awe of everything that you do um what are some so I, I heard you talking about their they could they could be sleepy but still be anxious and their heart rate and stuff could be up um have you have we had any or have you had any clients that have used the pet fitness trackers where it's monitoring their heart rates and respirations um do those work? Uh, those people do check work. Those out? I, I haven't had any clients myself that have used them, but uh, I have heard a behaviorist speak about seeing that um, and, and that recognizing can help, that. It that can, can help them get their baseline so they, mm-hmm. they know that they're, oh, my pet's normal. And then all of a sudden their heart rate and respiration mm-hmm. rate, they're breathing really heavily and that's through the roof. That's a signal that, that their pet is experiencing some, yep. some anxiety. Yeah. So we actually wrote a blog back in 2019 about fireworks anxiety. And one of the things that, that we had discussed was acclimating beforehand. And you, mm-hmm. you talked a lot about preparing, having the stuff ready, walking beforehand. But they had talked about acclimating by playing the sounds of fireworks at a low mm-hmm. volume and building up with both the, the volume and the duration of that. Have you had success with that? Is that something that we recommend? I think that is recommended. I haven't um, I haven't had a lot of clients take up that option. It is a little bit of a commitment, and you need to be sure that you're doing it in a controlled way and not just you know putting it on and then going about fixing dinner. You want to see how your animal's reacting, um, and you don't want to induce that that fear um, when you're working it up. So it does need to be short time at a low volume and, and generally work that up um, carefully. Uh, but it is, it does work. It is a, is a great idea, but definitely plan it out and, and start working ahead of time. Uh, don't expect one week of doing that to make right. all the difference for July 4th, 5th. Um, definitely think about months ahead. We had to do that when, um, with my first German shorthair pointer, I wanted her to be a gun dog. Mm. And so whenever feeding time from the, from the moment she was a puppy, banging the pots and pans together to get her used to the loud noises mm. and associating it with food um, and dinner time and pleasant experiences. Right. So you could take that same That's approach. That's a great idea, yeah. Just really, but like you said, backing it up starting in May, June, mm-hmm. go ahead and get so maybe those. for next year yes. or preparing for <laughs> January 1st fireworks. Definitely. Yeah. 
But no, yeah, it's something that hopefully, you know, you, yeah, just give yourself as much time as you can and, and don't just think of it. Because part of what makes it scary is that it only happens once a year or twice mm-hmm. a year. And these pets have, it's, it's shocking. Where did, I mean, this, my, where did this come from? What, what is happening? Yeah, my, my kids, even the same way, you know, at mm-hmm. first, they, they're scared of fireworks too, you know. Um, so that's definitely something to keep in mind. Don't don't get mad at your pet for having an, an adverse reaction mm-hmm. to the, these these loud noises. That the pet are, can't read the calendar right. to know they, what day's coming up. They don't know why we do this. Yeah, they're just like, what is going on? This My world is crashing around me. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people that I wondered if they were a little crazy, a couple of years ago we went to the fireworks show over here at the Avenues or, or at the Greenway. What's it called? The medical center, the fountains area. That's where it was. Um, and, and for all of our listeners who aren't in Murfreesboro, they're going. It's just a big green space. Okay. <laughs> so it's the city's big green space where they now do the fireworks. Um, and there were people there with their dogs. And I oh thought, boy. this is really, I just really don't feel like this is a good idea. They had walked on the greenway mm-hmm. and, and showed up. Well, uh, during the fireworks show, this dog runs past us carrying its leash i mean like it's trail the leash is trailing behind the dog and everybody was chasing it so now trying to catch it so now the the fireworks show is in full force fireworks are going everywhere and everybody is running after this dog who's literally feels probably like it's running Mm -hmm. for its life and i don't know when it got to the river i don't know if it went in the river or if they (laughs) caught it i just i've I've always wondered what happened to that dog But um, maybe not the best idea to take right. your dog to the big public fireworks show. Probably not. Because as Stephen said in his intro, the scary boom boom day. <laughs> scary boom boom day. <laughs> oh my. That's right. You know, those, <laughs> those Husker do's and Husker don'ts are pretty scary. Thanks, Trent. <laughs> Producer Trent got the joke. Okay. Oh. All right. What else do you have to share? Anything else to share with us about? Oh, I have a note here. Speaking of that dog that ran wild through the fireworks show, I hope that he was microchipped. Yes. Um, is it, this may have been your fun fact. I don't know. If, yeah, I think you're coming after my oh, fun Oh, okay. Fact. Well, then I'm going to stop. And she is prepared with her fun fact. Thankfully, so. fi- Stephen finally <laughs> told somebody to have a fun fact. Okay. So, we've come to the part of our show where we like to share a fun fact with our curious pet parents out there. This is a fact that would help them win trivia night at their fo- favorite restaurant or bar or, or impress their friends and family at dinner. So I'm glad that Stephen prepared you for a fun fact. So Dr. Nunnery, what is your fun fact for today's episode? My fun fact is a not-so-fun fact in Mm. that um, more animals run away on the weekend of July 4th and 5th every year. That is the the time that we lose the most animals um, coming out of yards, coming out of houses, one thing that's going on with a lot of these fireworks is barbecues and gatherings and mm-hmm. doors are open and closed and gates are open and closed and animals get left in their yards and, and they escape and they run and they run and they run and they run. Um, and if they've got a microchip, there's a better hope of getting them back home. But it's a sad, sad thing so, that happens. So get your pets microchipped. That's what I'm hearing. Yes. And as well as for prepared for the... F- keep your yeah. doors closed. <laughs> well, I was wondering, I was as you were sitting there saying that, I, I wonder if um, at the doggy boarding and daycare centers, if 4th of July is always booked. You know, like, is that a safe, is that a safe alternate? Is that worse than being at home? I don't know the answer to that. It would be a yeah. good question to es- ask especially as run those. Yeah, especially as we have um, 
in in our area in our town there are more purpose built boarding facilities now than before Mm -hmm. so they're they're building these new structures with boarding in mind i wonder if they soundproof them or take um precautions precautions for the fourth of july but they're also not near neighborhoods so that might help as well that they're a little further away so something to look into that's a maybe something to research um for our pet owners yeah you can ask (laughs) ask your yeah ask your favorite boarding place if they uh, take any kind of extra steps to help pets not be so stressed but they could also send their medications with their pets definitely yeah to the to the board good instructions well very good well i appreciate you joining us was it that bad no it was, it was see it was lovely you already Thanks do all this me. stuff yeah you already do all this <laughs> we'll stuff have to have you back <laughs> we will have to have you back will you join us again for another episode i could do that all right well i hope everyone was able to learn something about making the fourth of july a little less scary I was going to say, I just can't do it, Stephen. <laughs> boom, boom. Oh, my. All right. Well, anyway, we hope you've learned something to help make the 4th of July a little less stressful for your pet. Uh, if you have any questions, you can reach out to us. Read the resources that we'll have posted in our show notes uh, and share this episode with your friends and family that have pets as well because we, we, we do not want our pets to be stressed on such a happy uh, while the rest of us are celebrating. So share this uh this episode with other curious pet parents out there until next time for the family pet podcast we hope that you'll stay curious and we'll see you next time happy birthday becky the family pet is a podcast for curious pet parents where we believe that the more you know about pet health care the better pet parent you can be the family pet is a production of family pet health pllc and recorded in the studios of spread the positive productions in murfreesboro tennessee the statements made as a part of this show should not be taken as an establishment of any form of a veterinary client patient relationship all comments are for entertainment and educational purposes only you should reach out to your local veterinary partner before taking any action on the things that you've heard here today we hope that you will share this podcast with a friend and it would mean so much to us if you would take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcast Show notes, links, and videos to accompany today's show can be found at thefamilypetpodcast.com.